Week 11 is here, and I got to say, I feel like I'm coming off of a very hot week in week 10. Last week, I went in depth on about 10 players, and I think we hit 8 for 10 on who to start, who to sit, who to get out of your lineups, and who to bank on. The two guys we missed, I wasn't high on Gus Edwards in week 10. He ended up scoring a touchdown versus the Browns, saving his fantasy respect. I still don't respect him, but he's on your team. He got your points, and, and I was wrong. I'll take the L on Gus, and I said to start Alexander Madison. That dude's cooked. He didn't do shit. I could chalk it up to be like, oh, he had a concussion, but I'm not I'm not gonna take the easy out. Eight for ten on the week. I, I'm still pretty happy with that's a W I'll take. As far as the rankings go this week, you guys said you wanted the old version. So I'm going to not exactly fully go back to that, but I'm not gonna give you start sit advice either. You guys are pretty clear you didn't like that. So I'm just gonna go in depth on the guys that I think you have the most questions about, the most news is circling around them, and the guys that I have the biggest differences of from my rankings to the experts. I'm gonna start off with wide receivers. I'm still gonna throw a little bit of quarterback talk in there. You guys we'll see the graphic of the normal rankings if you have any questions about players i didn't talk about you can find the full rankings on bdge.co you will have all my rankings on everything top 50 running backs top 1 million receivers kickers defenses whatever you need for week 11 i got you on bdge.co start the music let's get into it <laughs> We're going wide receivers first today, and I might be talking about some obvious ones, but I thought they were obvious, but the experts apparently not. DJ Moore deserves some love. He deserves to be in that wide receiver one range. The experts, they're giving him some tax and having him around wide receiver 20. I have him as a top 12 wide receiver again. Justin Fields will be back, and the splits could not explain more how much better DJ Moore is with Fields. Bajant was getting him by. He was doing okay. He was getting you five for 50 to where you're not benching him, but he wasn't giving you the first five of weeks of the season DJ Moore either. Fields is back in town. DJ Moore still Still the wide receiver nine on the season, averaging 13 fantasy points per game. And now he gets to face the Lions, who is a rough matchup for the Bears as far as winning goes. But as far as DJ Moore's potential goes, Lions give up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. I, I like it. I don't, I don't really see why the experts are giving him tax. Justin Fields almost played last week on a short week. Now he's got the long week to recover. I'm no doctor. I'm going off vibes as I usually do. I, I think he's be fine. I'm not too worried about the injury affected him. DJ Moore is going to cook. One dude that's not going to cook, though, and I'm about to diss is DeAndre Hopkins. Look, I like D Hop. You'll see on the rankings. I still respect him. Still think you start him in your lineups, no doubt about it. But the experts have him as a fringe wide receiver one. That's like, come on. D Hop and Will Levis popped onto the scene three weeks ago and they took off. Since then, D-Hop really hasn't done shit. Outside of his three touchdown 30-point game in the debut, he hasn't gotten more than 10 fantasy points if we're talking half PPR. And during that whole time with Levis, it's not like he's getting a buttload of receiving volume. The targets are there here and there. But as far as reception goes, D-Hop Levis hasn't had a single game with more than four catches. If you're only getting four catches a game, you're extremely touchdown reliant. I still believe in him. However, I ain't believing him to be a fringe wide receiver one like the rankings got him or the experts got him. Jags are a favorable matchup. If you watched last week's videos, kind of shitting on them because I figured Debo is going to put up some numbers. I didn't expect them to get the rushing touchdown, but you know what I mean? It's a favorable matchup. However, Jags just got their ass kicked. They might be on a bounce back. They might be pretty hungry. I don't know. You could you could read into the narrative a little bit, but as far as the numbers go, back to the main point. Outside of the debut, Yup hasn't had more than 10 points. That's 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 hard to argue with. Another big hit of name is Devontae Adams. It feels weird me like shitting on these guys when they're absolute must starts no matter what. Okay. No matter what. However, Devontae Adams is kind of like a sell high for me if you're if you're looking for some uh trade insight. And that's the issue. He's seen as a sell high. And it seems like Devontae Adams bounced back with this six for 86 game. But if we're talking half PPR, the dude put up 11 fantasy points. Like, what are we victory lapping over? That's the most fantasy points he's had in the past month and a half. Like, don't 
believe, oh, Devontae's back. No. The Raiders are still a bad team. I like the vibes around there. I like the energy. I'm glad they got rid of McDaniels. But this is still Aiden O'Connell we need to rely on. And don't do that thing where you talk yourself into it, okay? Aiden O'Connell is not the guy. Is he fun to watch? Is this Raiders team fun to watch? Yes. Is there a much larger spark than it was two weeks ago with the old coach? Yes. But again, we are just reaching, 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 and hoping, and it's not there. Miami is a tough matchup. Don't talk yourself into, it. oh, the Raiders are going to need to pass the ball if they want to try and compete in Miami. Yeah, that's the issue. Issue. They can't compete with Miami. It's just not possible. All right. Miami has the number two offense in the NFL and the number six offense in the NFL if you go off of PFF grades. The main point I'm saying about Devontae Adams is for the past six weeks, the dude's been disappointing. Quit victory lapping over an 11 point game where he went six for 86. All right. Enough. Enough. Enough shit talking for now, temporarily, for this moment. One guy we got to praise, preach up, and all the BDG is in on. Gut, who's ever editing his videos, in on. Nick, the boss man, is in on. Tony. We could probably convince him if we needed to. Hollywood Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown all season has been a great flex play. He's still the wide receiver one on this offense, and his quarterback just got a whole lot better. Shout out to Josh Dobbs, though. The dude is him. Great flex play all season. That's now his floor, a flex play. I really think Hollywood Brown could be a top 24 wide receiver from this point moving forward, given this offense. Last week, he only had three, four targets, but he did have that one drop overthrow. It was close. Fingertips away from catching a nice ball in the end zone. If he makes that catch, Marquise Brown is on everyone's radar right now. This is your last chance. Not a trade video, but saying sell Devontae. I, I would be buying Marquise Brown if I could. Go see the price on him coming off a quiet game. During Marquise Brown as a Cardinal, you could see his splits between having Kyler and having not. He goes up about three fantasy points a game. That hasn't really came to fruition as of this season, as of this moment, but it will and you want to get them before it's too late where everyone catches on to his price tag. And one small thing to note, it's only one game. It's a small sample size, but I want to be the one to say I found it. All season, Hollywood Brown's A dot has been sitting around 10, 11, 12, 13 on average. Last week of Kyler, his first game, it was at 20 yards. He had a 20.67 A dot. That's uh, something to note. Small sample size. That's really not Hollywood Brown's play style, so I'm not going to look into it a whole lot, but it's a little nugget that I'm going to just I'm going to just claim in case it does become a consistent thing. Next wide receiver that I'm a little shaky on, I love, but I don't know what to do with them. Cortland Sutton. He deserves to be a top 30 wide receiver. He is because he's wide receiver 23 on the season and he scored a touchdown in four straight games. He scored a touchdown in seven out of nine games a season. He's even topped his season high, career high of touchdowns in a single season just halfway through this year. Clearly... If you ask me, he's touchdown reliant. He's not even on pace for 900 yards. But even though he's touchdown reliant, when you score a touchdown in 77% of your games, you could say you can rely on him to score a touchdown because that's part of the game. And he even has got a favorable matchup versus the Vikings who give it the ninth most fantasy points, the eighth most yards. I don't have a strong verdict on Sutton. I'm just kind of giving you the facts of like he needs a touchdown in order for him to be fantasy relevant in your lineup. And he's a good flex play, but he's a uh, pretty damn consistent at getting that touchdown. It's, it's just weird. I don't, I don't even know why I'm bringing him up. It's just I've never seen someone need touchdowns so bad to be fantasy relevant, yet still get them every single time. Usage-wise, he is the wide receiver one in this offense. Secondly, I still think him and Jerry Judy could take turns any given week. But on the season, we're about nine games in. We have a good sample size. Even if you give Jerry Judy an extra game to where you don't count his usage and he only used the past six weeks, Belt will throw it up. You could see Courtland Sutton's favorite in anything when it comes to who gets targeted and used in this offense. All right, back to shit talking. I'm sorry. We got to do it. Amari Cooper. I mean, no Sean Watson. What are we going to do here? The Steelers, they don't have a great pass defense. It's a decent matchup. 
matchup. And this Browns team still has a great defense to keep them a competitive team. But Amari Cooper's not on defense. Amari Cooper needs a quarterback to throw in the football. And you could talk yourself into the narrative of Deshaun Watson wasn't even playing that good. Amari Cooper's been fine. He'll be fine. No. All right, look at the numbers. This season, Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson and without him is a whole different animal. With Deshaun Watson, he averages 18 fantasy points per game. Without him, he averages nine. That's half, okay? Not a good look. With Deshaun, 95 yards. Without Deshaun, 58 yards. This Browns team, it's unfortunate to see that... uh they, they got the injury bug this year. The O-line's hurt. Nick Chubb went down early. Deshaun Watson out now. Mark Cooper, he's a sell low and get whatever you can for him because I'm just not banking on whatever QB this team rolls out with. It seems like DTR is going to get to start this week. We'll see if he keeps that job. Unless he really breaks out and becomes some stud rookie, I'm not touching Amari Cooper. I, I'm not looking into the, any narrative of which you could talk yourself into it. I mean, he, he he's just not startable, in my opinion. And right there with him is Calvin Ridley. We just got to wave the white flag on him. All right, guys, he sucks. You can't play him. Like it, I know there's circumstances where he will, but he's just not a top 30 wide receiver anymore. And maybe that's been known, but it's like it hurts to just see him on my team doing nothing. Week one, he teased us so bad. Like, even if he just had a decent week one game, like, he went, like, 5 for 65. No, the dude went for, like, 8 for 110 in a tutty. Like, he just gave us so much hope. I will say, shout out to Gut, who's editing this. He called it. He was like, dude, this isn't sustainable. He's going to shit the bed. So, give some Gut some love. If you need a flex play and you're desperate, go for it. But I'm not touching him. You could say, well, he's still got the potential. Like, he's still got those big games. And you just got to start and hope for that. Look, the big game, the biggest game he had this year was in week one, and it was 24 points. So it's not like he's a Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, where like he has a 35-point game in his bag. I don't know if that's in Calvin Ridley's arsenal. We haven't seen anything close to that since week one. That's two and a half months, people. Just can't do it. He's wide receiver 42 on the season, 48th in fantasy points per game. He plays better away than at home. You can look at his splits here. I'll throw it up. When he's away, he averages 15 fantasy points per game. When he's at home, which he will be this week, he's averaging only seven. There's just no matter matter which way you put it i'm not touching them and just to play into that i said i talk about some quarterbacks i think trevor lawrence is the same way i'm a t-law believer i still think he's a great qb still top 10 but fantasy wise he's bottom 10 he's bottom one he's killing us can't believe he was like the qb whatever it was heading into the season seven eight i think he got up to like seven at one point you just can't play him you just can't like he is bored like if his name wasn't trevor lawrence and you just went off of fantasy points you would drop his ass. That's how bad he's been. He's 20th in fantasy points per game, less than Baker Mayfield. Those 14.6 per game, yeah, he's averaging less than Baker Mayfield. He's got zero games on the year with 20 points. His best game was also in week one, so we haven't seen much out of him or potential out of him two, since two and a half months ago. Titans are above average against quarterbacks. They hold them to the 11th fewest fantasy points. And just like Calvin, and it's more so, this is probably just like Trevor Lawrence, Calvin's kind of the second part of this, he's a dependent of it. Trevor Lawrence is ass at home compared to away. I think Calvin's more reliant on how Trevor performs at home versus away than himself. But again, I digress. Trevor at home averages 14 fantasy points. Not at home, 20 fantasy points. It's, it's just ridiculous. I believe in this Jags team. It's still going to be a playoff team, but we don't give a shit about that. We give a shit about, are we going to make the playoffs in fantasy football? And if you start them, I don't think you are. You just can't play them. He's outside of the top 15 QBs for me by far. Somehow the experts still have him flirting in that range, 14, 15, 16. I, I got him down to like 19, 20. I'm just not touching him. One guy I'm playing over him, one guy I love is Jordan Love. Jordan Love deserves to be above T-Law. And this might be obvious for some of you smart people out there, but I, there's a lot of people that haven't caught on. Despite the Packers looking like dog shit 
and I'll admit it, their offense is a mess. He's a QB 14 on the season. He's averaging the 16th most fantasy points per game. He does average more points per game than Baker Mayfield. It's not pretty, but he churns out fantasy points, averaging 17 a game, and now he gets to face the Chargers who give up the second most points to quarterbacks. I mean, you gotta love him, and you gotta start him this week. I think this will also kind of lead to a big Aaron Jones week. I just think the Chargers, their only chance of winning is in shootouts, and I don't think the Packers are a great shootout team, but I think they could put up some points, and that'll benefit Aaron Jones. But yeah, Jordan Love, he's a start this week. I'm high on him this week. Trevor Lawrence, I'm low on. And until he has that great game, I'm going to be low on him the rest of the way. All right, enough yapping about wide receivers. Running backs will be quick. Again, if there's any wide receivers or running backs that I don't talk about, but you see on the list and you wanted to hear about, you could go to bdge.co and see the exact rankings of where everyone is and should be up to the given moment of kickoff. So if you're watching this video and someone breaks their leg tonight, you will find the updated version of how that affects himself, who broke their leg, and everyone around them. Find it. A running back that needs some love. Let's keep the shit talking going and i feel so stupid talking to you guys about guys that you're gonna start no matter what jameer gibbs is a must start but the experts have him as rb7 and i know he's been outperforming the past three games he's averaging 27 plus points a game if we're talking ppr but i still think monty's coming back in this offense and gonna take the goal line touches away doesn't mean he won't be great doesn't mean he's still not a very strong rb2 but given on this very strong rb1 mantle when david montgomery's gonna ramp up just a little too sharp for me bears of course great matchup amazing matchup but when it comes to the ground and pound push a pile work the goal line work i think gibbs is gonna be taxed a little bit there rb7 just uh, there's no way i'm getting behind that i think both of the dolphins running backs that they play they're both startable i don't really know how that's gonna look the rest of the season and moving forward but this dolphins team is so good that no matter what you're you're throwing them in the lineup i don't give a shit what we're talking about saquon barkley i'm a little low on uh, just this giant seems booty okay washington their defense isn't great especially after giving away chase young and montez sweat but I, i'm just lower on them compared to most because of how bad the giants are just tommy devito you can't move the ball this team's not going to score touchdowns. Therefore, Saquon can't score touchdowns, and I just can't believe in it. Two guys I've been on last week taking a small victory lap. Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, those dudes took off last week. Their must-starts every week moving forward. Some borderline guys that you might have questions about. Devin Singletary. He's coming off a 30-carry, 150-yard game, and he's had four straight games with double-digit carries. Damian Pierce still isn't practicing. I really like Pierce this week. I can't say rest of the season how I'll feel about this backfield, but for the temporary moment of week 11, if you got him on your roster, throw him in the lineup. I think if I had to make a prediction for the rest of the way, I, I do think Singletary might have done enough to take in the RB1 spot from Pierce, averaging more yards per carry. He already kind of had the receiving role locked down, and Pierce, when he was there, didn't really do shit. Like, Guts made a few videos on the BDG TikTok page, like, you could drop Pierce, and that feels gross, but... It's not crazy to say Singletary this week for sure, while Pierce is likely out. Even if Pierce does play by the time you're watching this, Singletary is still your guy. Pierce is still going to need to be eased back in, and they get to face the Cardinals who give up the third most point fantasy points to running backs. Running. Final dude, we got another mixed backfield. I was in on Alexander Madison last week, and he's still in concussion protocol as, as I'm making this video. I'm still not stepping away from the Vikings running back. I believe in this Vikings offense with Josh Jobs at the helm. It's, this team can cook. Ty Chandler last week out carried Madison 15 carries to eight and he got a rushing touchdown at the goal line it might not be the craziest thing but it's pretty crazy given the fact that Alexander Madison doesn't have a single one of those in the past eight other games this season so shout out to Chai Chandler learning earning a little bit of trust at least the goal line trust for this Vikings team that's more than Madison at this point I even think if you're in a deep like 14 man league and you start three wide receivers and you still got a flex spot with two running backs Chandler I think is startable even if Madison does get out of protocol but if he doesn't 
and he stays off. And Chandler's the guy this week. I think he's definitely a strong RB2 and very startable back for everyone and anyone giving you know, basic league rules. If you're in a six-man league out there, piss off. End the video by now. Ty Chandler doesn't need to be touching your lineup. And last thing about him, Broncos give up the most fantasy points to running backs. I mean, James Cook last week just went off for 100 on him. Like, the matchup's there. The usage is there. The proof is there. Ty Chandler's there. In your lineup. Start him. All right, ladies and gents. Any guys I didn't talk about, go throw up the graphic. You can see the rest of the running backs here. I didn't go super in-depth on them just because I went in on the wide receivers this week. As always, give us some feedback. Let me know which can I do to be better in the videos. What should I change? What should I remove? Yada, yada, yada. Give us some yapping comments on how do I yap better. Again, bdg.co for the full rankings. As always, in the course, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.